did not swallow a bloody harmonica. Yes, I did. It's time to grind through Black Friday. Hi, everybody. It's the Grinding Gear Podcast. I'm Garrett. He's Kyle. Hello. I got very little sleep last night. How are you, man? I'm about the same, but that's the norm. So Yeah, you, that's normal for you. unique track. That's, that's normal yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah. I, I still want sympathy because it's special that I didn't sleep very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's that's what I want. I'm, I'm here. I'm here for your sympathy. Uh, as, as the, as the, you know, the, the famous man metric once said, give me sympathy, give me sympathy, Kyle. I don't know that one. Uh, you would probably know metric best from the song black sheep in Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Okay. I've they seen wrote that, that once. They wrote that. Fine. The, the one that the, the ex-girlfriend sings that's written by oh, metric. Right. Isn't that the girl who ended up playing Cora? Isn't that the, the Cora girl? That's Cora? Brie Larson? I think so. Or Cora's in there somewhere? Yeah, or Br- uh, like uh, Brie Larson became Captain Marvel. Oh. Oh, right. I've never seen a Captain Marvel. I I, I haven't seen Marvel. this. I haven't seen yeah. the sequel yet. Uh, apparently, a lot of people haven't seen the sequel. I, I like Captain Marvel. The first Captain Marvel is low-key one of my more favorite. Like, it's it's one of my underdog favorite Marvel movies. Because uh, it's a buddy cop movie with Samuel L. Jackson. And I really like the two of them together. Uh, I thought they they play off each other well, um, but yeah, who is? Uh, looks like Janet Varney is the voice actor for Cora, and I don't recognize her. Hmm. You watch the new thing, right? There's a new Scott Pilgrim thing out in the wild. Yeah, you and I, you and I have uh, have watched a few things. Um, I I started and have now finished uh, Scott Pilgrim Takes Off, which is the. I guess you can. Straight up call it an anime on Netflix because it was animated by a Japanese studio. Oh, um, interesting. It's eight episodes and uh, it's really, it's really good. <laughs> it's really freaking good. Um, no spoilers. Uh, just going to uh, real quick um, kind of tee it up for everybody to know where I'm coming from. Uh, the, the movie Scott Pilgrim versus the world, probably the last movie for me to get really nerdy about like it was it was like the like i don't know because i'm also nerdy about fury road and it follows but it was that was like the final throes of my college energy like that movie came out at the perfect time for me um i think i think scott pilgrim versus the world is uh, a, a near perfect representation of millennial culture uh it it really really works for me i have a lot of love for for Scott Pilgrim, um, so I was excited and also confused when I heard that the entire movie cast was returning to do voiceover for this animated series, and I figured it'd be a straight retelling because that's what the trailer made it look like. Uh, it's not, and that's all I'll say about it. <laughs> oh, oh, I see. It goes places. Uh, it really goes places. Um, the first episode will seem very familiar if you've seen the movie, um, and and then it won't. And then it won't seem very familiar. So uh, the only thing I've watched is uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, which is the 
show I understand the least amount about the lore, but I don't give a damn because it is one of the most wonderfully choreographed animation shows I've ever seen in my life. They are gratuitous with a fight scene. The whole damn episode, they'll cut out their intro just so they can have another 30 seconds of fighting. (laughs) Sometimes nothing of import happens for the entire episode, but you'll be like, holy crap, they planned that out. Like, that is not... Mm. Uh, that that's you know one of my marvel hang-ups right now is i feel like the fight scenes have decreased in quality because you're are you well what's going on I'm, my hand's getting cut off and i don't know how oh it's oh black, weird yeah yeah just, but you're no that's a shirt oh oh i clicked the camera thing never mind oh you're good. <laughs> garrett was uh denising his own reflection there during the show for anyone watching <laughs> <laughs> I've got like uh, one and a half brain cells to rub together right now, so this is gonna be my, this is gonna be my my ex- situation going on. Um, yeah, it's the holiday week here in the United States. It's a little crunched. We're putting out as much content as we always do, which I'm very very proud of. But it does mean things are a little crazy around here. And uh, I'm I'm working I'm working extra jobs. You know, I'm getting ready for that move coming up, and it's you forget. How much effort that is. I luckily haven't had to think about moving in a very long time. And it's a big deal. I don't uh, want to. I bought some chairs over the weekend. Um, and <laughs> just that, just that alone was enough to send me into a, like a, a deep memory of what it was like to move. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't want to do this again. I don't want to do this again. They're really sick chairs, by the way, we, we could possibly use them for, uh, for, for recording purposes. Oh, cool. Oh, nice. I've, I've, nice. For, for a couple of years now, I've been saying if I find arm, if I find pretty nice armchairs that don't absolutely feel like they would pretzel my spine for sitting in them for a, you know, an extended period of time, I would buy them. And I made good on that over the weekend. Excellent. Yeah. So the studio plans are coming underway. My big contribution is getting my butt down there. If you haven't heard about support our bromance.com, and our big drive for Studio 2.0 still ongoing right now, but we have unlocked quite a number of things. But one of those is that I'm moving to the Florida area so we can record our videos live together. And of course, there'll oh, be yeah. streams here you know, when we're separated, so because we got to keep editing and whatnot. Yep. But the studio shall exist for our videos and podcasts, activities, and other sorts of things that would be more fun in person, like playing a co-op game on a console rather than across the internet or watching uh, uh commentary track things yeah. or or non-co-op games suddenly just got a lot easier like you yeah you wanna, a lot more interesting you remember what a pain in the ass final fantasy 16 was to try and experience that story simultaneously it wasn't impossible but it did hint at what was capable should we pull this trigger i would and, uh, i would i would argue i wouldn't i wouldn't file it in the fun category uh in terms of <laughs> how much coordination it required it was, you know, I was pleased as many people wanted to watch us stumble through syncing that up as they did. Uh, but the game was pretty new at the time, too. So I wonder if that helped yeah. out a bit. But yes, uh, we we have the place. I'm so excited about the place I'm going to get. It's going to be two stories. We got ourselves a little townhouse down there. Really excited about that. Going to have space, which is awesome. We got the car <laughs> shipment done, which is super sketchy, apparently. It's like a whole... It's like the Etsy thing, you know. I like shipped all- a car once. How are you? What? What? Why is it? Why? What falls under sketchy for you? 
oh, it's just like it's all brokers, you know, like Etsy or Amazon is like half of those aren't even real shops. Have you heard about ghost kitchens? Oh, yes, I have. Yeah, I told you I told you about ghost kitchens on a stream. Don't don't come at me with ghost kitchens like it's some new thing. Oh, I I, I just remembered. I didn't remember that. I'm sorry. uh, (laughs) I I learned about it yesterday. Like bars that are called like scrumptious slap my butt bar has like artisanburger.com so they can sell their burgers, you know, a higher price on Grubhub and whatnot. I originally heard about it because uh, Chuck E. Cheese was posing as a mom and pop pizza place during the pandemic. <laughs> so. That's dirty, Chucky. <laughs> yeah, it is. You? Your pizza sucks, by the way. <laughs> I do not have memories of said pizza. I'm sure it sucks. Could I was you also a child. imagine the disappointment in thinking you're going to get like a New York style mom and pop local pizza delish? And instead, you get you know, Chuck E. Cheese cardboard pizza. Yeah, I don't. I, everyone knows here that I am a recovering and won't be recovering for a long time frugal man. I don't order delivery. I go pick it up. It is extremely rare, uh, extremely rare that I pay for delivery because, yeah, um, I wouldn't consider myself a frugal man. But that's something that just annoys me. Uh, I'm like, I'm not paying extra <laughs> for my food. I have a car. I can go get it. Yeah. yeah, I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of, of paying for delivery. It's just, it's just one of those things. Just it's that. It's that we all got them, and that's one of mine. So that's, what happens in the car shipping business is that you places pose as companies, and all they do is broker. They just call all the other places trying to get the lowest bidder to move your car. Mm. So you have to like really kind of dig to find an actual company that'll move your car. And of course, when you're Typing that into the internet, all your YouTube ads are going to be car moving places for a solid week. Like, I've never even seen these ads before. But Pet Carry, like, the internet knows I'm moving. But YouTube, the Googles, they all know I'm moving. So they have been feeding me nonstop ads about it, which uh, kind of compounded the like, I'm trying to relax. This is my time not to think about this. But we got the move done. We got the plane tickets done. We got the, the car being shipped. We got the place. And now it's uh, planning Christmas without buying physical things ideally so we don't have to move them to and the great purge the purge is upon us so don't send you a power wheels for the kids no no oh oh my god oh 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 my god like that stuff that gets me you know that's one of those like my parents didn't get me one therefore my children must have one what do power wheels go for these days like 350 like 400 it looks like they're in the 200s unless you get nutty because there is like an official caterpillar dump truck in the 300s and an official mario kart oh i saw that one yeah for 319.99 looks like it's on sale it's usually 400 usually Amazon sent us a whole magazine you know like the pennies used to do Oh my god, I would have lost my freaking mind about I was obsessed with Mario Kart as a kid. I would have completely uh, it would have been that um that that avatar gif of the guy foaming at the mouth from excitement. That would have been me as a kid if I got a, a Super <laughs> Mario Kart 24 volt battery powered kids ride on. Not so sponsored. I had, I had a friend growing up, you know, 4 to 8. She had a Barbie power wheel that we drove around. And that was pretty chill. But the kids at the park here oftentimes have a Jurassic Park one where the, re- the rear view mirror is not a mirror. 
it's just a picture of a T-Rex mouth. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's they know so what they good. They know what they're getting into, right? Like I, I had a red I, no, I, Jeep one growing up. Um, but Ooh. by the time Jurassic Park was out, I was too big to use the damn thing. And it had been uh, hand, handed down to my my younger brother. And the farmers, they will throw down big money for Caterpillar, whatever, or uh, John Deere official license power wheels for children. I remember that's been around for a bit. It's been around. Yeah. It's been around for a bit. Yeah. We, so, uh, I, I, I would love to, but, uh, you know, we already four, maybe. Might be a little old, but one. Oh, I know. Yeah, we had the big baby checkup. We had the big baby checkup on the on number three on the way, due in April, and that's all going swimmingly. Nice. So basically, I mean, it, whew, yeah, Kristen is halfway done with that particular activity, and she's getting sleepy. So I am. I'm working three, four jobs. But I, I know you're moving in January. I look forward to actually making content with you by July. Uh, with how exhausted you'll be. <laughs> I will make it plus the in-person energy will be good to, you know, power me up and, and keep me sane. <laughs> so I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, so many pieces are coming together, falling into place. We got Thanksgiving this weekend. Kristen's brine and a turkey and a trash bag. Hell yeah, awesome. that's how I do it. That's how I do it. <laughs> we're being lazy this year because uh, we're, we're going where we will not be. We'll not have access to our home kitchen. Uh, but we will be with my folks. Just none of us will be in our homes. We're going to the other coast of Florida just to get away and doing Thanksgiving over there. So we're doing the uh, Publix. You like just order. You just order a, a, a turkey breast. And you just reheat it in the crappy uh, hotel oven. <laughs> Man, I would say Albertsons now Safeway is on my shit list because we did online ordering and they delivered. But no turkey. They were out of said turkey, and they didn't give us a replacement. They just How dropped dare off they? before Thanksgiving. No How turkey. How dare they? However, they open at 7 a.m., and oh, do I appreciate that when I get up at 3.30 every day, and my first walk can be at 6 a.m. down to the grocery store to pick up goat cheese or something like that. Hell yeah. Let's just keep the uh, extremely mid-30s conversation going, and I'll hit you with the, I'm very excited. There's a Trader Joe's that just opened near us. <laughs> I'm very excited hey, about it. Hey, whoa. We have done several produced shows in a row. If I, I know there's probably a bit of whiplash for anybody tuning in and was like, damn, that last episode was awesome. I never heard these guys. <laughs> yeah. To great. all the new people, hello. <laughs> Are, do they like report on video games and like every week as a guest? Uh, no. But, but usually we do, we do talk enough. video games, uh, but yes. we're recording early. It's a holiday episode. This is our Thanksgiving episode. And uh, there is nothing happening in the gaming space right now. <laughs> there is absolutely nothing. You want to talk about the Steam Deck OLED? Cool. It's getting an OLED screen. Uh, moving on. <laughs> yep. Yeah, there's a lot of like Black Friday lists compiling, but. I mean, unless you're in the market for a particular something, something it doesn't seem like anything's really. Do you, I was going to ask. I actually I was hoping to talk to you about Black Friday today because I, I realized that as every year has passed, it's gotten to be less and less of a big deal for me. But I used to be very serious. I used to take my Black Friday very seriously. Have you ever been you ever been a, a, a celebrator of the nope. Black Friday? <laughs> Not at all. Oh, I it used to be where I would catch up on games uh, back when when money was a lot tighter. That's. Like I'd always, I usually had strategies like multiple years in a row before the dark soulsification of Assassin's Creed, I would always wait to buy Assassin's Creed on Black Friday because it always have a price drop. 
and I'd have other little little strategies like that to get games I wanted to play, but games that I didn't have to play on launch day. Uh, does Steam do Black Friday? Because they just do holiday things. So I usually I, you know, it's a very know. good I would assume they do something, but their holiday yeah. sale is always where I go ham on Steam games. Well, and it's running Christmas morning, so you get some Christmas money, you power up the Steam, sometimes you get a Steam card, and you just go buy a game then. So I've never... I've never really bought games in advance. Gotcha. Years. Yeah, because Cyber Monday, Monday is a whole thing. So you got, you know, all of your favorite online retailers. Is It's usually the, usually when I buy camera gear, if I need camera, which we sh- shoot, <laughs> should have planned that yeah. better because we're going to need more cameras. <laughs> well, the, the, the official thing is like, we're probably going to like rent cameras and test out the equipment we want. Yeah, I don't I don't think we need a bunch of Sony Alpha series for everything. I'm I'm thinking yeah. about doing going with their smaller like 6000 series bodies for some of what we're doing, uh, but I've I haven't used them as webcams. So if anyone's used like a Sony what are they up to? A6100 a, a now. If anyone has any experience using those as webcams, let me know if they could oh, last like gonna- a 5-hour stream without overheating. I was going to participate in Cyber Monday, right? That's the one that like the Best Buys and all get in on. Well, it uh, looks like I'm on BestBuy.com right now and their their, their sales already going. Um, oh, okay. and then local Tuesday or something like that. There's usually like a shop local. Shop local maybe. day. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah I think that's usually Tuesday. Uh, looks but, like, uh, ooh, we're, we're looking for, you know, we got we got that that four year old. We got we to figure out a tablet. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's that time, the, the clicking, the actually we went to, you know, one of those appointments was doing the four year checkup and the doctor was very animate, like no TV, like, but games, you know, if, if you, you got up, you know, if you're on a plane, for instance, for a long period of time, don't give them TV, they'll get antsy. But if you can give them some games, then they'll kind of wear themselves out, keep their brain busy. Oh, so like no TV in that your doctor is watching out for you for the travel, not that. They're just like, it'll rot the brain. Yeah. No, they're just looking like, out for yeah, you. Just yeah. good guy doctor. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I think, I think depending on maybe where you're located, like this is the Pacific Northwest. It's rather tech savvy, despite the weird internet monopoly and the suckage that comes with that. <laughs> like no fiber because I don't know monopolies or something uh but yeah i must have been a really annoying kid because uh, i don't think there was an easier pitch in my childhood life than game boy my my parents were it didn't take much they were like oh that's that sounds all right (laughs) i mean it was a new it was a new thing i definitely got plopped in front of the tv all day from probably like three to five like just that was daycare was sesame street into reading rainbow into whatever the next thing was and they didn't know. It was the 90s. They simply didn't know <laughs> that apparently language skills and all that sort of thing is important. But of course, you had the pandemic. So tons of parents just by necessity had to rely on screens just to get their day done, be working. So now there's an acceptance of screens going on, but it's more moving towards like, hey, there's the PBS game app that'll, you know, at least teach you what animals go or something like that. <laughs> But it's so immersive, man. It's like I'm there. That's the that's the one I need to figure out because clearly doesn't need like an Apple even 2020. You know, we're not even Minecrafting yet. But you know, something with a little bit of speed, not really the Kindle Fire kind of thing. That's just an e-reader that they put an extra chip in. That's a, that would frustrate me. I, I, they don't even know technology, and I'd be frustrated. <laughs> 
it's uh, it's it's fascinating uh, living parenting life vicariously through you. I'm, I'm glad. Constantly learning things. <laughs> you, you re- recently had me Googling deli meat for reasons I won't bring up. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. You got to be cautious about the deli meat. It's like, I never heard about that. And then I Googled it and I'm like, oh, this is totally a thing. <laughs> yeah. Unsanitary, it seems. But, you know, the normal body is a, you know, can handle it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's a it's it's a pretty crazy life for sure. But I love it. And uh, yeah, that, that flight's going to be insane. I'm going to tell you that much. It is uh Six hour, five, five forty, five forty to Atlanta. And then it's like 45 minute puddle jumper down for the final bit to Florida. You should but, uh, be fine. 45 minutes can be a tad tight, but Atlanta's trams run pretty fast. It's, oh, I mean, we're there for like three hours. I'm just talking about the plane is 45 Oh, minutes. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. That part, okay. that part, you know, there's local art. And sometimes the like local cheese station has a playground or something for the children. I'm not worried about that part. It's the five hours in the air uh, locked in the tube. Yeah. It's concerning me. I always hear a lot of shade about Atlanta. And I don't know if it's Stockholm Syndrome or just because I have to connect there almost every time I fly, but I don't mind it. Uh, I'm just very familiar with it at this point. I know exactly where to go to relax when I'm stuck in ATL. So, uh, uh, welcome. That's your life now, by the way, anytime you travel, you're probably gonna have to connect through Atlanta unless you, uh, fly American, which I don't think you or me will be doing for a very long time. No. And I'm not, I'm not doing like a January 9th trip to O'Hare. We saw that one on sale and we're like, hell no. I ain't taking that risk, Chicago. You're going to get snowed in. Mm, I'm not yep. getting a plane anywhere near O'Hare. Yeah, actually, usually it's usually smart. It's like smart when Chicago really loses it in winter. <laughs> yeah, no, makes sense. But yeah, I, I, I'm going to participate in that level in Black Friday, but it is not anything. Certainly, I've, my mom and sister would go out to do crazy shopping. I've never really found the deals exciting and i've almost always seen them faked you know the prices like uh amazon did that big like prime day two months ago it was all fake it was all just a bunch of conspiracy you went back all of it all of it did you actually there kyle sit down and and cross-reference the price of every single thing that they were advertising as on sale every single one well not all of it yes but there was a (laughs) few items which i looked at said huh that doesn't look like a good price off even though you're saying 20 percent." and then i looked the next day it was the same exact price so it was all it was all ghost uh shipments yeah (laughs) yeah ghost stores yeah it's 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 no fun like like i've never bought a tv on Black Friday there. I've always found better to like the first time I bought a semi nice TV was right before the Super Bowl. Those sales were way better. And then recently I just I knew what I wanted and I waited for any sale. And I was like, well, I'm just going to I'm just going to go for it now because now it's, you know, a few hundred off. So just moved, moved on. But I do do good video games that I'm seeing right now. The Gran Turismo 7 and Jedi Survivor on on sale on Best Buy. So maybe it's time to I finally pick up some copies of that. Although maybe Jedi Survivor, I'll wait and hopefully get on Steam because I kind of want to play that on PC. But GT7 That's is a the, PS5 yeah. exclusive. So wait, what? Grand Theft or not Grand Theft? Gran Turismo 7 is a PS5 exclusive. Oh, oh okay, okay. I thought it was. A- are you talking about the grand thefts? Yeah. And this is why I always buy my consoles with disc drives because there's almost always better sales for discs than there are for digital versions. Yeah. Not a bad idea. I do like, I mean the, the whole like no disc thing. I really enjoy it. Plus, you know, a disc and moving the disc and like, uh, uh, 
if there's um if I know I'm gonna play it day one, I usually just get the digital version so I can pre-install and do all that. But stuff like this, man, like Jedi Survivor, like I can wait. I've waited this long. Might as well. So that, that's that's where I that's where I play my my money saving game and I get myself a disc version. But is uh, there any like big holiday game this year? They've already come out, man. Yeah, seems like we're, it. We're, the, the la- for me, the last big one, which I'm almost done with, is Spider-Man 2. That was the last big going? one for me. Oh, Spider-Man. Oh, it's fantastic. It's a, it's I a, assume a, it's, you're almost done with it. It's it is good. a kill. I, it's a killer game, man. It's, it is. I love the, the first two, one and a half. If, I still don't know what to call Miles Morales because it's not an expansion. Um, but those first two games are amazing. And this one is, is a legit sequel. They have, there's a lot of new mechanics uh, that really make it feel uh, new and fresh, even though, you know, it's still the New York map. But there's a lot more New York. You can go to like Queens and shit now. There is a game every time I open Steam right now. There's a game I really want to play with you. It's called Lethal Company. It's a, tor- it's a terrible name. It sounds Google, like some because you didn't pro- like. Never heard of this Xbox 2003 hard, you know, edgy like metal kind of thing. Oh wait, is this the is this the alien game you were telling me about? Yeah, it's kind of like Phasmophobia, but sort of with an aliens vibe on it. Say no more. Where where do I what like what's it cost? <laughs> uh, Ten dollars. It's an early access, but it's like overwhelmingly positive, and it just keeps climbing. And if the sound you hear you're hearing is my keyboard as I navigate to purchase this. Let's do yeah. it. The graphics aren't great, but you know that's that's indie game, and like oh man, it it looks like it could scratch a really unique itch. That's going on the poll for our next patron's choice stream. Awesome. 100% that's going on the poll. And uh, I will. I will abuse my power of saying, please vote for that. (laughs) (laughs) Please vote for that. Uh, Which if you haven't seen it, it's 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 not public because like we don't keep every stream public only if we are pretty sure the views are going to do well and it won't hurt us on the algorithm. But if you go to our live stream playlist, which we don't talk about a lot, but we have a playlist on our channel. If you go to grinding your on YouTube that has every single damn live stream we've ever done public or not uh so if you missed our first ever patron choice stream we played through all of portal 2 co-op in a single sitting i had never done it before kyle had but forgot all the puzzles it was freaking delightful so uh go give that a watch we had a good time we killed each other a lot uh intentionally and otherwise (laughs) portal 2 is good it was a good time it was a good time. Um, so thanks for voting for that, everybody. And uh, we'll be announcing a December Patrons Choice stream very soon. Because it's almost December somehow. Otherwise, I'm just, I'm still, I, I, I guess you, you can't really say I'm playing Bloons 5. But <laughs> it's what I do in bed at night before I fall asleep. Oh, are we talking about what we've been playing? Yeah. Because yeah. I got a bumper for that. Ooh. over here breaking the rules thinking because i'm sleepy i'm gonna i'm gonna let let him start talk about what he's been playing without the what we've been playing bumper how dare you monstrous i know no it's it's all the same stuff around here i the game is talking like it's ending for lies of p so i'm starting to get through that it's just been it's been insane every moment i think that went on sale recently i it's it 
Yeah, it should. I mean, the game is is successful. They have announced DLC and possibly an expansion on the horizon. Like, they are looking really good. And I think a lot of people are really responding to the tonal change. There's a huge burst right now of... I, I forget what it's called. It's got, a, it's got a term like manga has. But you have manga. And then you have the Korean comics. And there's this huge explosion in Korean web comics right now. And everybody's super digging them. And one of the main reasons why people love them so much is it is just tonally different. Yeah, man, why? That's what it's called. It like, it, it does, it structurally is laid out differently than your normal isekai might be. And, you know, frankly, we've all read a lot. If you're into isekai, you've read a few of them. In fact, this whole anime se season is kind of disappointing for me because I read everything two years ago. Uh, the only one that's really thrilling is Jujutsu Kaisen because it's in and motion. This, and this is why <laughs> I, I, I got sales on the brain for some reason. I just saw like the box set of Chainsaw Man on sale. It was really affordable, the manga collection. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing it. I love that anime. Like it is the most I've loved an anime in a decade, maybe. And I'm just like, I don't, I'll wait. I will sit on my hands. And you can get your shit together and get see, see, sequel seasons out a little faster. Yeah, I, I, if you're digging it, you know, I'd recommend it. Because I, I have found myself a little in the spoiler territory of like, oh, I know everybody's going to die. Oh, this episode's yeah. not very good. I didn't like this part. Yeah. <laughs> so I just find myself kind of bored at times. But Lies of P being paced differently then something like Dark Souls, I think, has really freshened everybody up. And you see a lot of eyeballs going that webtoon way right now because people are just simply burned out of the usual kind of stepping stones, the touchstones of the story that a normal kind of isekai will go through. It's almost and like we have really working well for an entire generation of folks that were raised with anime in their life. And now we're yeah. starting to notice patterns in storytelling. Exactly. Well, pattern recognition, right? Yep. So, yeah, exactly. So really loving that. Kristen's almost done with Sekiro, which uh, is good because <laughs> that's a huge hard game. So making our way through that. But otherwise, man, uh, we've been playing. We played a good chunk of Hardcore WoW yesterday. We did. Yeah, we finally uh, tried WoW Classic Hardcore. Uh, full VOD available on our channel. Go to that stream playlist to check it out. Um. This this is a lovely place to keep my brain right now uh, because of the nature of making videos for 14's story and not wanting to get ahead while we're making those videos. It is a wonderful place to put my brain when all I want to think about is what the hell is going to happen next to Walker and how much I just want to keep playing it because uh, head to the Final Fantasy discussion and Walker's popping off. <laughs> it is officially popped off. Um, but we're working on our next MSQ video. And yeah, yeah. To the people who are like, we kind of just wish you'd just stream it. It's not always fun and games for us either. <laughs> <laughs> it's not always fun and games for us either. I just, sometimes I just want to keep playing as well. Yeah. Um, but this is how we got here. Y'all found us because we were making videos and we don't see any. We're not going to stop now. This is close to the finish line of having this beautiful package of, of us having a full full stream archive of us playing through the game, but also full edited narrative videos for you to enjoy. I, I want to this close to the finish line. I do not want to I do not want to screw it up. So 
WoW Classic Hardcore has been a wonderful uh, coping place to put my brain to distract me from how much I want to see the rest of the M Walker story. Um, and uh, I was really stoked that you you came to me and was like, dude, what if we did it? And like our, our first goal, because we felt like we, we, we feel like with MMOs, we need a goal. Because we can't just start while hardcore and and just let everyone assume we're going to get the max level because there's no guarantee that that's going to happen. We could just die and lose our character forever. Because if you're not familiar with classic hardcore, if you die, your 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 character's dead permanently. It's permadeath. Oh, speaking of isekais, it scratches a itch that I have of just like drama. You know, like we were going through one of those caves yesterday. We went down, you know, it's WoW Classic. So if you know the quest structure, you know what it's like. You go down, the cave is deep, cavernous. You're heading your way, it's winding. You got all these fur bugs everywhere. And then, of course, you have a quest that usually is like, okay, done. Oh, but I'll go back down to the end again. And on our second way down into that cave, we saw dead bodies that weren't there the previous time we went. And it's just, oh, those were people. Those were real people with lives. They were level nine. What happened to them? Yeah, it was mysterious. It was awesome. I did just find out you can transfer your character to a non-hardcore server if you die. For money? I think it's free. I haven't oh. gone super deep. I saw some chatter. We have a new WoW hardcore channel in our Discord. Uh, it is free. Okay, yeah, yeah. I saw it, but I didn't go look this up myself. So, like, I like okay. to. Yeah, so you can keep your character if you're really digging them, which does make me feel a little bit better. Even though I got to say, this might be just the way I play classic with the exception of season to discovery, because I am still interested in that. But hmm. the constant Purgatory threat of service. death hanging over my head, I, I am surprised how much I'm enjoying it. It really adds a layer of of intrigue, and it makes me think about the game in a completely different way. It Honestly, I can't believe how much it reminds me of playing Valheim with you, which was something that you and I did together before we started streaming together. So this isn't something that a lot of people have seen. We put, we put out some videos for our, our patrons way back in the day, but this wasn't a public streaming thing. And it's some of the most fun I've had playing with you outside of Final Fantasy XIV was when we did Valheim. And the constant fear of losing our stuff in Valheim really improved the experience, in my opinion. And I have a lot of that feeling, and it's amped up even more with with classic hardcore um because it's 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 classic wow so if you've never if you've only played retail and you haven't played like original vanilla world of warcraft it's so much slower like combat especially start now you have barely any abilities it's super slow leveling is super slow but i kind of like it it's methodical it's plotting um also makes me think of valheim because valheim there's only so many actions you could take in terms of combat so yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what I was expecting, but I, after yesterday, man, I've, I've, I've got like that hunger, that Valheim hunger of, oh boy, I could get back in there, and I, I love how much the threat hangs overhead and how that influences how I play. Like you said, we were down in the Furlbog Den because uh, our patrons and YouTube members voted uh, Alliance One for the faction we were going to roll. Weird, right? and you were like, dude, I've never done the Night Elf starting zone. I'm like, all right. You don't have to twist my arm. It's literally my favorite vanilla race to play. <laughs> so let's go. Um, and we were down in that furball cavern on Teldrassil. And they've they've amped up respawning. It's like it's more modern World of Warcraft respawn where if there's a bunch of people in the zone killing shit, 
a lot. Stuff's respawning constantly. And that's terrifying if you're down in one of these cave systems in early, early vanilla World of Warcraft. And that happened to us. Um, I've, I've played a little bit of it solo. Not the character I'm leveling with you. I haven't touched that character. But over the weekend, I was testing out a warlock. And I died at level 9 right before I got my Voidwalker. And it... Oh, boy. Some lost hours, man. <laughs> Some lost hours. Um... Solo is truly terrifying. Playing with you was straight up fun because we were kind of backing each other up. You're a priest. I'm a warrior. It's a beautiful combo. If you're out there, this sounds interesting. And you got one friend you want to duo with like us. Can't I cannot sing warrior priest praises enough. Apparently, we're pretty low tier, too. Like warrior is the D tier, if not F tier on most lists you'll find when it comes to survivability slash speed of leveling it is for solo um i've been looking at hc guides and a new website because we played hardcore yesterday i'm now aware that there's a hardcore site out there so shout out to this website because i really like it and they put uh they have a duo guide a rank uh, article what's it called uh, hc guides oh oh i thought i thought you were just like you know being no it's literally called hcguides.com <laughs> okay. don't know them not sponsored i just I've been, I was reading their site last night when I couldn't sleep and they have duo rankings and we're S tier warrior priest is an S tier duo according to HC guides. And I agree after yesterday, man, I mean, we were, we were wrecking. We're absolutely wrecking with our level nine night elves. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, it's a, it's a good time. Warrior by itself, I totally get it. Like, Warrior, like, what are you going to do? Like, your damage output isn't that great. Uh, they hadn't really figured out the synergy of self-healing that, like, modern Fury Warriors have. It was it was kind of jank back in the day. I remember you'd hit that rend, right? That's your dot you get at low yep. level. And you're like, oh, finally, some damage throughput. It's like five damage every three seconds. And that's not... That's not being enhanced by Jack. Like, there's no stat that's increasing <laughs> that damage. You are slow. I was also gifted a wand yesterday, which uh, was a freaking machine gun. Oh, my God. That wand was incredible. And I could actually save my man up for various spells and healings and support spells along the way. So, I, I for me, you know, there was an element of like, oh, we're going to be streaming. Like, if we if we play it safe, it's going to be kind of lame. We can't be safe all the time. There's going to be people passing by, maybe even watching our backs a little bit. We might get some gifts that make things easier. There has to be some sort of challenge that awaits us to make this thrilling. And of course, if you've seen any of our videos about anything, you might know that I am insane about dungeons. Garrett is too. But I would just camp out in classic, wait, vanilla, (laughs) back in vanilla. My first main was a level 60 mage, and I would just sit outside the dungeon just spamming and begging anybody passing by. One dude the dungeon, one dude the dungeon. I want to see what Skolomance says. Someone come in here with me. And it always falls apart. You know, there's only so much drinking food you can give people to motivate them. And so I ended up going <laughs> priest just so I could get a party together easier. I didn't feel like tanking. I like the strategy game idea of healing. And so I just spam dungeons. I've been whaling caverns more times than I can count. I love dungeons. Yeah, they happened so to me we as made this- well, but it didn't really happen for me until BC is when I when I swapped tanking. And so we made this nice little plan. What if everything we're doing is leading to the next dungeon? If we keep on this adventure, 
maybe we'll survive long enough to pick the next dungeon, whatever that may be, whether it's Shadowfang Keep or the uh, uh, Stockades. And once your brain starts thinking about the wow knowledge you have and structuring it, you start coming across all these pitfalls and these extremely dangerous places you were once in, like Black Fathom Depths, and how often my groups would just fall apart because we die in the walk was so long and you had to swim for parts of it. Nobody wanted to do that anytime you died. So it'd, it'd just be over. But what about like the coast of Westfall where there's Murlocs? And the coast of Westfall is terrifying. Yeah. I was reading through the other thing I was doing. I, I really couldn't sleep last night. <laughs> the other thing I was doing was researching. I, I started a doc where I made notes about Deadmines prep, like gear I should be aiming for before we get there. Uh, I went back and read guides for dead mines bosses, which I would never do <laughs> ever. If we were back in, if we were just playing normal classic, I'd be like, hey, you know, I don't really remember this, but we'll just, we'll go in. It'll be fine here though. I'm like, I need to make notes. Like I'm back in in rating. Cause I, you know, I actually don't really know what these <laughs> bosses do. And I don't want to die to them. Uh, and I was reminded of reset positions on the boat where if you jump on the wheel, it'll uh, uh, re reset. Mobs. Jeez. Oh, wow. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Like all those sorts of things start coming to mind. And while I'm starting to fathom, wow, hardcore, we're climbing the tower to the top to turn in our quest there in the tree villages of the night elves. And you go, wait a minute. This fall would kill me. Uh huh. There's no railing on the left uh -huh. side. Like everything feels so dangerous so real and the socialization of the game just falls into place people want to grow up when they see you heading door to cave they want to make a party for that elite nobody's skipping things because it's vanilla wow where xp is on a premium like there there are times where if you start skipping a few quests you're going to either find yourself with immense travel time which, uh, hey, imagine going to Stranglethorn Vale for a little walk at level mm. 20 because you want to get to some other part of the world. That's dangerous as hell. So the threat equals socialization rather than just the systems cutting you off and saying, oh, well, we don't have Dungeon Finder. You know, we, we turned off that convenience. They added all sorts of other little things like level 60s can't go into dungeons with anyone lower than that. So it's very, very hard to cheese a dungeon and get I mean, go with a 59, uh, but they're sure, going, but, but if you do that, they're going to basically make the XP gains irrelevant. Yeah. I guess you could get a quest done. So maybe, maybe that's enough for you, but still like cutting out, cutting out that kind of stuff and really embracing what was a community mod is simple things like the game celebrates every time someone reaches 60. It only happens once every 10 minutes or so. Yeah. At least these populations are pretty high. There's a lot of people roaming about. It reminds and, me of playing vanilla back in 2005 in terms of how many people I see out in the world. Well, and going into like Iron Forge, I assume I haven't been there yet, but seeing a level <laughs> 60 back in the day, that'd be like, oh my God, that was so much. Look at that person. Look at, look at the majesty of this badass. I'm never going to Iron Forge, by the way. You never go into Iron Forge? You can fall into the lava. Oh. I'm never going to Iron Forge. <laughs> You will if you have if you want a gun. That's where the gun trainer is. I will use bows. I will use bows. I'll You're, stick to right, bows. Bows till the end of days. Guns, guns can can kick rocks. I'm, un, wow. I'm uninterested. They even mentioned it at BlizzCon that that's where a lot of players died randomly was just falling into lava on, in Iron Forge. 
imagine like the Torin starting area and all the lifts oh and crap and, and just like oh. tiptoeing up there and being like, okay, this is my hub. It's, <laughs> it's like, hardcore wow will give you vertigo if you don't have it. Yeah. <laughs> you will have an absolute fear of fights by the end of hardcore wow. Um yeah, it's I I had a blast, man. Like I was I was excited to play it. I've I've been itching to to play some wow again. Um because we still reference it all the time. It's just been so long since I played it. I'm like, yeah, I want to know what the other big MMO in the space is doing and how it's feeling and all the, all the weird things they've been doing with Classic, how that's going. So I was expecting to enjoy myself. I don't think I was expecting to enjoy myself as much as I did. I had a really good time. Um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I think I'm still going to, I think I'm going to roll another Warlock and mess around with it. <laughs> so I have someone to send uh, cloth to and and do some tailoring. I mean, the thought entered my brain as well. Not that I'm swimming in time at the moment, but hey, if I were to, sadly, pass on my priest, you know, what if uh, what if you're like, oh, well, I've got this, you know, level 10 warlock. Oh, well, I happen to have this level 10 other all-time world. Let's keep going. And that'd be a fun thing to do. You, but, I think yeah, you could the- also send money, so you could also just use them like a bank and keep the majority of your money on a safe character and just... And, and- Chat's asking about it. Yes, so this is Iron Man mode. So when you die, you die. If you are leader of a guild, a pop-up shows up that says, please select a new person to lead the guild for you are dead. Which if I die, I will have to do that because we did successfully create the Grinding Gear Alliance WoW Classic Hardcore Guild yesterday. We're on Skull Rock for anyone interested. There's only two hardcore servers for Classic WoW. Um, And we're on Skull Rock, which is the not as populated option of the two so but there there were plenty of people running around we we did not want for for party members um we, we it, it's it's a double-edged sword because it, it it causes a lot more respawns which is terrifying but you also have people you can buddy up with like i was i was out messing with that warlock in elwyn forest and there was like a level 30 or 40 that was like anyone need my help with anything and like seven people were like hogger please for the love of god help me with hogger and just like passing out, helping people with uh, with getting that hog request done, and it to me it it all it kind of captures the socialization of original vanilla WoW better than when I tried classic at launch. It really does. Uh, it's a it's an amazing it's an amazing mixture that has equaled that. And I don't know if we were just more precious in the past about our characters. We didn't understand as much. My my emergency button's gonna be psychic scream, like, oh no, which that is thing fantastic. Is terrible. In my research for deadlines last night, we are the two best classes to bring to fight Van Cleef because he starts okay. with two ads. You you focus the ads first, then you go fight Van Cleef at fifty percent. He summons two more, and the accepted strategy is to either use psychic scream or intimidating shout. We're gonna have both by the time we get in there, so we can actually chain fear them. Uh, which means we can just focus Van Cleef once he hits 50%. That's going to be the strategy going in for us to kill Van Cleef. It's fascinating. It's honestly, I'm, I'm looking at the guide here that you, you pointed me towards for the Dead Mines. They have four guides, Shadow Fan Keep, Dead Mines, Wailing Caverns, and Rage Fire. So you can tell where the majority of people make it to in their journey at the moment. I'm sure they're making some more stuff here on this website. But it's... It, it really is something. Uh, <laughs> I would love to know 
I would love to know uh, Final Fantasy XIV hardcore. Where do you think the most deaths would be in a Realm Reborn? <laughs> Realm Reborn? Um, Titan. 100% Titan. The horrible part would be, yeah, the forced trials, right? Because that MSQ is just like, all right, group up. If you want to play solo in WoW Classic Hardcore, you don't have to set foot in one of these death traps. But Final Fantasy XIV Hardcore would be a very different story. And uh, it, it very would be, I kind of would be, in, that would be a wonderful excuse to revisit the MSQ. Just do it for ourselves. <laughs> Set a challenge. Oh my god, dude! I mean, we what's what's? We don't need a mod. We we're on yeah. the honor system. The stream could like at some point in the future, we should maybe do something like that. Is there a slash deaths or something like that? Like some sort of verification process we could we could have? I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea. But that would be that would be fun. Ipricks in chat says they've been doing it. Oh, that's rad. Yeah, because it, it's not. It wouldn't be constant danger because because combat. If you're just doing the MSQ, is really few and far between in Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, but you do have you're you are required to go and do boss fights. And like the nail, like what if your party doesn't target the nail on Ifrit, right? Like all these sort of horrible things could happen, uh, and uh, there wouldn't be that self-participation of signing up for a dungeon and kind of knowing what you're getting into. Yeah, yeah. That's, I wouldn't be able to start as a Dark Knight, so I couldn't go through as my like most practiced job. It's fascinating. I love Iron Man modes. I was talking to Chad a little bit about how I cheat it. You know, I'm a bit of a plug pooler, I admitted. <laughs> oh, uh, brutal. Uh, Umbral and Chad says, Garrett would fail a duty and lose his character. Wait, no, no, you don't die when you fail a duty. That, that, no, that, would, be, that would be some technical rules if we're making our own we would have to decide if you fail a duty does that count as a death there's a lot of duties where you don't even play as your character no i would say wow classic rules if you fail an escort quest you get to restart that quest you don't lose the game so even though thancred you know, might have good taken a point. knee because he got captured or something like that like let's not worry about that's that a good point that you can fail a quest in in hardcore and you're totally fine yeah no that's yeah. a that's a good point plus what if you're doing like an alpha no duty or something like that was alpha no canonically dead you have to click through through all this dialogue from here on out you can't read it he's dead if it's your character i think it counts if it's not your character i don't think it counts which means that the particularly difficult solo duty in um and walker (laughs) could be a potentially massive Uh, uh death point yeah that's interesting yeah hmm yeah yeah, there's if you haven't gotten there yet, there's a there's a there's a, a pretty tough solo duty. In before someone comments, it used to be harder. Ah, I love it. I I love Iron Man modes. They they respect my time. And while I might plug pool close balloons as fast as possible so I can try the last level again and build enough towers for it or need more <laughs> stealth detection or whatever, like those are tricks. So I'm not safe scumming. Uh, Baldur's Gate three makes you save scott it's just what you do you have no choice otherwise you're gonna have a bad time i i yeah with pg3 it's like it i i usually only reload if it goes against if if it's like a straight up mistake like accidentally attack a guard or, or something or one of the things that always annoys me in dialogue choice games where i make a choice and it turns out to be like way more aggressive than i thought it was going to be like the line delivery of the line is not what i thought it was and it like pisses someone off and the whole town turns against you i'm like wait no 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 that's not what i meant that i didn't think that's how this was gonna go that's really the only time i reload 
when I think it's yep. an honest mistake where it's not what I intended. Now, Baldur's Gate did think ahead. They allow you to save like mid conversation. You can be, you know, seven, 20 lines deep into a conversation, still hit that quick save. Yeah. And jump right back to it. Yeah. Yes. There's one or two instances later in the story where I was like, what does happen if I tell them to F of? <laughs> yeah. Now I'm going back to hardcore and thinking, I'm like, should I just have another warrior that I'm like solo leveling? It's just ready in case I die. Like a backup, yeah. <laughs> but solo leveling a, leveling a warrior sounds oh. terrible. Yeah, and I don't want to do it on Priest either. I don't want to have to deal with that. And it's not like swimming in DPS. Who needs that? Like, if we got to find two people and I'm going to personally, and you as well, you're tanking, but you know, I'm the healer. If I'm take, if I'm personally taking on this task of healing you through a dungeon... That's scary. That's a lot of responsibility. At least you know you're a DPS and you at least had an easier time getting here. It's scary to be the tank too. I'm, yeah. I'm terrible. Like, things are already attacking you instead of me. Now, granted, I have like none of my protection stuff yet. I have really no way to manipulate threat intentionally. But can you imagine? You imagine you got like a, a heal over time rolling on me and we make a pull and two things just get mad at you and run towards you. I would have a heart attack. That's why I've never successfully played anything but a priest. I need my fade button. Mm. I don't even think paladins get like a silent resolve, do they? You know, maybe the chat might know this, but silent resolve is a talent for priests in the discipline tree where you reduce your overall threat by 20%. I've never been nice. interested in vanilla paladin because I always liked prop pally and prop pally is notoriously pretty, pretty awful in vanilla. Which makes me want to look at Prop Pally for Season of Discovery, because they're getting a bunch of modern tanking tools. I like, uh, I'm a big fan of what I call Pally Pals, when you have two paladins going at it, because you're Ooh, both healing each other, you're both kind of... That could be fun for Season of Discovery. Taking care. Matthew says paladins have two bubbles. That's right. Didn't think about that. They just have bubbles, dude. You just go invulnerable. Okay, and then you could hearth out bubble hearth if you need to. Well, I think... Bubbles also drop threat because they can't do anything to you. I is that true? Because when I think about it, I think of when I've bubble hearth and I'm just hearing the whom whom of people still hitting me, so they're still attacking me in that situation. I'm just invincible. And then in BC they added mass dispel, and that was a lot of fun because you can dispel the bubbles before they hearth. Oh yeah, yeah. Andrew in chat is saying bubble is temporary threat drop. Is I am my brain is at thinking about how hardcore and classic works. My, my brain's at war with my knowledge of other times in WoW's history and how things behaved. Because I was because you were ahead on XP for me, and I was like, "Is it because you're picking flowers?" And everyone's like, "You don't get XP from flowers." I'm like, "Oh right, that was added in mists." Yeah. So you just must have killed an extra boar or something. <laughs> yeah, maybe I was closer. Maybe you were too far away from some XP. We're not terribly far from each other, so it's not. Not a horrible thing, but those uh, those original quests, those classic WoW quests, they do not have much in the way of indicators. Of course, you have all your mods you can install. To yeah, I'm, roll, I'm rolling with a, a quest mod that. called Questy, which is, at least according to Curse, the most popular one that's currently installed. I think it's like 8 million installs or something insane. I need to get it. I'm, I'm a little mad at Curse. They had two pop-ups yesterday. During my gameplay, I and I always that close is dangerous. It. I open curse, I update my mods, and I close curse. <laughs> That's that how I dangerous use dangerous stuff there, curse. Oh my god, what do you think you're doing? I hate manually installing add-ons. Not a fan. Not a fan. But yeah, it's it's a good time, and it's like the most I have thought about playing WoW since 
probably Legion was the last time WoW really kind of lived rent-free in my brain when I wasn't playing it. I was talking to Katie about it last night over dinner. And because she's her favorite time in WoW was vanilla. Like that's when she played the most. And I was like, you want you want to come try? She's like, there's no way I could I could enjoy <laughs> potentially losing my character permanently. <laughs> I'm like, okay, fine. Although I'm gonna yeah, let her know I, now that you can transfer because I didn't know that until late last night. Yeah, that certainly takes some of the edge off there. It, it's amazing. Like no matter how we're doing it right now, you know, you just kind of keep popping across these various ideas and going like, oh, that is that like spirit of redemption. The priest talent that upon death, the, you become a spirit of redemption for 10 seconds. Why would I take that? Pointless. So I can save, so I can save you guys? Screw that. You never need to put resurrect on your bar. Don't even spend yeah. the silver. No point. Or gold by but, the time you get there. I don't know at what point you need to buy. And every uh, 10 minute scroll suddenly is more interesting. Every normal ass potion with bonus 50 hit points is way more fascinating because if you die and it went away, well, you go You're away. dead anyway. So yeah, like I never, I, I never care. I never liked potions when I was playing OG Vanilla. I'm like, well, then you lose it if you die. Well, now it's just, it's all upside, baby. Because <laughs> if you die, you're dead. So, so I get to do like this hybrid, like, discipline deep build with a little bit of holy because actually the talents that are deeper for priests aren't that interesting because I'm not going to want to die. I would do that. Like that was one of my favorite things to do in the ye old days is I would have a stone of resurrection from a warlock. What was that called? Uh, soul stone. Soul stone. I'd have a soul stone on me. So if I ran out of mana, I would run into trouble, die, turn into an angel, come back, Soulstone up and rejoin the battle. Yep. Popular tactic. Can't do that here. Nope. Nope. Not gonna be not, not, not a thing. Not a thing you can do. Man, having a bubble on Pally suddenly seems like the most attractive thing in the world. I think it's a bit more attractive than screaming and hoping for the best that, you know, the social monsters don't run off and grab everybody. It, 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 in a dungeon, a that's why I think any dungeon we end up doing, we're going to have to treat it like a raid. We're going to have to research the whole thing, make excessive notes, and know when it's safe to use tools like that. Because by the time yeah. we get to Van Cleef, it should be safe because there's nothing else up on that level that they could potentially aggro. I was also reminded that you can, um, when you get to the boat, on dead mines, this is something I totally forgot. And I've seen happen back in the old wow days. If you jump when you're going, if you're on the lower level of the boat, there's a chance that by jumping, you will trigger the aggro radius of enemies on the upper oh, platform. Wow. So the, especially in hardcore, the, the popular edict is no jumping on the boat. Absolutely. Like disable space. <laughs> Although I think you need jump. If you want to end up on the wheel, if you're trying to reset a pull. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, oh my god, and all those macaws and the cannons that were knocking you in the water. If that was, I don't remember if the cannons knocking you in the water was uh, original or not. They've updated it so many There's times. been a so lot fantastic. of, uh, yeah, a lot of tweaks, and, and there's even yeah. been a different version of Dead Minds at one point. So, it's, I'm surprised how much I'm enjoying it. It's more than nostalgia. And in fact, I'm seeing a lot of people being like, oh, this is interesting to me. Uh, and I've seen a couple of people even compared to like old RuneScape. Like uh, it's just a vibe. It feels super old school, like 100%. And, and, and I, uh, some of that comes from that danger that like you, you just don't want to overcook it. 
Like we we I, we I booted that hunter out of our group yesterday because that hunter just kept pulling stuff. I'm like, you are a loose cannon, and you're gonna get us killed. <laughs> like, bye bye. That's how you make the isekai enemies. <laughs> They're gonna go form a. Uh, there's no PvP, so we don't need to worry. They're gonna about form that, a rival you know, guild called Grinding the Gear player Sucks. Killers, exactly. <laughs> and of course, in all those shows, it's all about can you beat the final dungeon and return to the real world. So I love it. Though I am a little sad now. I'm not a druid. Uh, a, 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 a dwarf. A dwarf, because dwarfs have the fear ward, which was the hottest business back in the classic days. Uh, well, uh, humans also get the. Uh, racial pvp trinket where it's not a trinket it's just a racial ability where you can just yes turn off those type of uh, effects yeah which so is really my, freaking good my night elf doesn't have the best optimization plus no, wisp isn't gonna ever come up wisp isn't but shadow Mel is fantastic like if you just want to take a break in a dangerous area being able to just go stealth regardless of what class you are is really nice utility um, uh, as I mess around on my war, my solo human warlock, let me tell you, Shadow Meld is missed. When I'm when when a dog is like whining and I need to find out if they need to go out or something, it's just like, oh no, <laughs> I don't have Shadow Meld. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's it's I'm fascinated by the whole damn thing. Um, but I'm also fascinated by Endwalker. I'm gonna. Uh, this is mostly just uh, pure reactions, no spoilers. <laughs> Endwalker. Oh boy, man. Oh boy, folks. Game, if you haven't man. been keeping up with our MSQ playthrough, we streamed pretty late last Thursday night and got to apparently one of the most anticipated moments in the Endwalker story. Uh, apparently, it was quite anticipated for people that know things I enjoy about the 14 story. We were told that spoiler chat was positively vibrating with anticipation mm -hmm. heading into last Thursday evening. Uh, this is all after the fact. Uh, no one, I didn't, I really didn't have a sense of what was going to be going down that night, except that after our round table last week, Jesse Cox cornered us and was like, so what do you think is going to happen tonight guys? And I, I could have, I wasn't sure how much of a hint to take that. Things are going to happen. We, you just, know? we just happened to be in the same digital room as Jesse, and I thought he just wanted to talk 14. Oh, we were just in the thick of it, too. I wasn't even thinking predictions or anything like that as we were kind of not marathoning our marathon over three back-to-back -back streams. Yes. Yeah. That video is going to be a, video is gonna be a, a, a doozy. Potentially yes. a two-parter. That recording is long. I'm not sure we can turn yeah. it around in a week. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if we have to cut it up or not. Uh, lots of lots of really fun explorations in there, too. I've been really digging the background lore that they've been that they've worked towards over the years. I feel like Stormblood was pretty heavy handed. So was uh, Heaven's Word. Like they just told you everything. They started backing out and letting you kind of have self-discovery in Shadowbringers, but well, I feel the, like the Endwalker is really of Heavensward and Stormblood was much more strictly municipal, political. Mm, yeah, we people. weren't we people weren't problems. getting as deep into the magic lore of Final Fantasy XIV. Realm Reborn started it, and we didn't really pick it back up in a substantial way until Shadowbringers. You feel rewarded for paying attention, which yeah. you can't say that about every game. No, no, no. It's uh. 
Yeah, I, I, it's, it's, this is, this is where it's, it's picking up for me. I've enjoyed Endwalker, and, and so I don't want, I don't want what I'm about to say to be misinterpreted, but I was, I was, I was really feeling the weight of Shadowbringers up to this point. I was feeling the weight and the execution of Shadowbringers up to this point, which is to say that, uh, like, while I was enjoying Endwalker the whole time, I was like, man, none of this is hitting Shadowbringers highs for me. Uh, and we just hit Shadowbringers highs. <laughs> we just hit it. We just hit it for me. Um, so I was, I was, I was liking it. I wouldn't say I was full on loving it. Like I loved Shadowbringers, and boy, howdy, did it pop off. Boy, I'm just happy to be to our next set of roll quests. Like that's such a motivational factor for me, wanting to level up various jobs. I think I've, you know, I, I, I made some options. Made some choices back in Shadowbringers. Some were out of convenience, some out of passion. And I, I'm, I've got some other jobs in mind I'd really like to do in the role quest this time around. Mm. I can understand I really that. I want a warrior. I really want a warrior. I want all the tanks. Every single one of them. I like tanking. Uh, I'm enjoying Gunbreaker, which is almost the same level as my Dark Knight. Uh, oh yeah, I hit 90. I have a max level oh, yeah. character in Final or max level job in Final Fantasy 14 now. <laughs> Congratulations. Boy, if y'all thought I crossed the wires between uh, WoW and, and Final Fantasy 14 before, now now I've actually played both in the same week. <laughs> well, I've set all my buttons in WoW hardcore to be the same as Final Fantasy, so hopefully the muscle memory doesn't get into too much trouble. Yeah, although I guess I here and there. I guess technically I've already modeled 14 after WoW for the most part. Uh, I've you've probably if you've been watching for long enough you've heard about my varying various degrees of the F word key. Uh, so the F key is 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 a is a hot key that I use, and then I have Shift F, and then I have Control Shift F. So standard F is things are going bad. Shift F is things are going real bad, and Control Shift F is usually uh, at least in Final Fantasy fourteen my full on vulnerability uh, ability. So yeah, the super I have uh, I have O F. Oh, super F and oh, control super F. So, yeah, the snafu button. I like that even way. I like that quite a bit. Uh, yeah, man. And uh, Walker's and Walker's going nuts. I'm, I'm excited to get those videos done and get back to the MSQ because. I don't know where it's going. I feel like we're about to have a pretty. Casual stroll while lore is disseminated. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's in a place that is the peak of my interest within the realm of lore that is Final Fantasy XIV's story. So, um, I've never been ready for a tour quest more than I am now. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> like awesome. I'm thinking about, do you ever, do you, like, do you have types of quests that you, like just drive you bananas the second you you realize it's that type of quest? You're just like, God damn it! Why why are we still making these? Because mm. There's been two of them in Endwalker, which are, uh, I call them Assassin's Creed quests, which is where you need to follow somebody but not get too close or too far away or seen when they randomly turn around. I hate that type of quest design. It's sucked in Assassin's Creed. It's sucked in every other game that has it, and it sucks in Endwalker. Um, But the other type of quests I hate are town tour quests because I remember in Burning Crusade, how excited I was to get to Shatrath and how that excitement was immediately turned into the most mundane, long, 
follow Cadgard's servant, stupid ass, you know, brown colored Voidwalker around Shatrath for what felt like a million years. There was also the blind pick in that instance of, wasn't it? Odor and blood something. You had to choose between the Draenei or the blood elves, basically. So Shatrath onboarding was extra long. And you had no idea what you were picking at the time. Yeah. For that rep grind. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think of something that's immediately. Uh, I, I, Scryer Tabard is infinitely cooler and honestly still my favorite Tabard in World of Warcraft. I think. Well, I did. I did Ardor or whatever it was called. Al- Aldor. They had, the, they had like the priest trinket or something like that. Maybe. I think it was. It was something like stuff. that. I, I originally picked it just because I was like, that's a cool Tabard. I want that Tabard. Also, it's Blood Elves, which are cooler than Draenei. A fair assessment. <laughs> Dread and I are pretty cool, but I like Blood Elves more. Yeah, yeah. the Shatrath intro is the worst. I agree, Ryan. I absolutely agree. Uh, and to folks asking what are our wrong predictions about Endwalker, you'll have to wait for the video. Yep, because there's plenty in there. Yeah, we, we already we already recorded that. We're currently editing that. You'll you'll see that soon. Don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah, obviously, Pl- the fun of it is often that the two of us have very... We have similar tastes when it comes to monsters and dungeons, but... Tonally, what we attach ourselves to or character-wise, what we attach ourselves can be very different. So it's always fun hearing you geek out in certain character moments and yeah. be super invested as TV man in that regard. TV? Oh, me? Yeah, because you like the television. Are you calling you like, me TV man? Yeah, you like, you know, you like character-driven things. Yep. Oh, uh, you should watch Scott Pilgrim takes off. Please. Um, yeah. Do maybe. it. Maybe. Yeah, I'll get around to it. There, there are eight episodes. They're less than 30 minutes. It's very achievable. It took us five hours to get through Barbie with baby interruptions, man. It's it's a oh, that's right. You it's a mighty, <laughs> it's a mighty thing, dude. It's. A, I also watched Barbie. Watch Barbie anything. was good. That's this is a good movie. Barbie, yeah. I was sad. I I missed it in theaters. I really felt like I was watching a comedian without the audience laughing. It was there were there were moments where I straight up was laughing, and then there were parts where I'm like, oh, this is such like a societal joke. I want to join in the joy of being in the room with everybody having this. This moment with my fellow <laughs> man. Societal so joke is a good yeah. way to describe Barbie. That's yeah, because there was there was a lot of it, right? It wasn't yeah. quite your full blown kid in King Arthur's court. It wasn't quite your enchanted or any of that sort of storyline. It was wholly unique to itself. I think it tried to tell too many stories at once, but Barbie means a lot to a lot of different people. And I, I know, like my mom loved it because she grew up with you know kind of the height of Barbie uh, craze. And even like the paper dolls back in the day, when you think about mm. you know, availability of toys and what things were like in in that time period, so it was yeah. a very very important product to her. Yeah, I, I see that. At the same time, I thought it was a more reined in and focused Lego movie. Okay. In, in terms of telling too many stories, so yeah, I don't, you're not wrong, but I also enjoy the Lego movie, which I think tells way more stories. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. There's also like with Will Ferrell running around screaming all the time. I got some serious Zoolander vibes out of it. Oh yeah, I really oh, like no, this show, that, that movie has a lot of Zoolander DNA for sure. There's yeah. a lot of that going on. Uh, everyone's gorgeous, and there's a lot of himbos, and it's yeah, it's great. Just like Final Fantasy 14. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got a, I've got some uh, Thanksgiving questions from uh, our chat room uh, over in right. our Ask the Host channel in our members lounge in our Discord. So uh, let's take a few questions before we wrap up this Thanksgiving edition of the Grinding Gear podcast. Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. 
I want to be a part of the show, drop us a question. Well, uh, if you support us either on our Patreon at supportourbromance.com or you're a YouTube member, you both get access to our members-only channels in the Members Lounge of the Grinding Gear Discord. And we have an Ask the Host channel. You can drop a question in there. Uh, looking way, I see you, Luke, asked, uh, do you have any holiday traditions that you find unique to your family? Silly things like watching Die Hard on Christmas are acceptable. Uh, I have the a- Westminster Dog Show? We watch that every year. Uh, Katie, yeah. I usually watch that too. Yeah, that's that's one for us. Katie's always mad every year when O Chihuahua doesn't win. <laughs> well, uh, according to the internet, there are dog people, cat people, and Chihuahua people. So I believe it. <laughs> it also has made us really want a Brussels Griffon because they're just adorable. Um, but they're also horribly expensive. Yeah, oh, you got corgis. Yeah, the little floppy ears. Uh, oh, I love blue corgis. healers. I'm sure are a lot more popular now with blue in the yeah. world. But to me, it'll always be the the warrior road warrior dog. Mm. Yeah. Um. It's so exhausting that we only do it like every other year. But it was a like a tradition with my mom, and now Katie and I do it every other year where we make the the butter cookies with the frosting. You know, like actual cookie cutter butter cookies. Did you ever do that? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's like an old Betty Crocker recipe. Little kiss, little kiss on top. Isn't that the ones where people usually put a kiss on top of it? No, that's something different. No, these are like you use oh. the cookie cutters. You make Christmas shapes. It's a very flat, dry cookie, and that's why you put frosting on it and you decorate it. Uh, Katie's cookie decorating skills are uh, amazing to the point of anal retention. <laughs> where I just like, oh, the, the, sure. You can tell when we bring it to a party. Uh, which cookies are Katie's and which cookies are mine? Because <laughs> mm. <laughs> hers look amazing. And it should be no surprise that when she took up painting Warhammer minis that they were like already God tier on her first few attempts. Yes. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, other than that, one that's uh, near and dear is uh, I haven't I haven't gone with my folks the last couple of years, but uh, my, most of my life growing up, we would buy toys on sale. Anytime we, we would find them, like when they were really, really marked down and we would just hoard them throughout the years. And then we would go to our local all children's hospital every, uh, usually like two weeks before oh. Christmas and just dump them in the, the, the toy donation bin. Just that's like awesome. bring a truly ridiculous amount of toys to the all children's hospital. And that's because uh, I don't think I've ever told this story before. Um, all, uh, the Tampa all children's hospital straight up saved my life when I was a kid. Uh, I had an infection in my leg that would have killed me. Had they not found it, no, I was in the hospital for a long Damn. time uh, as a kid. Um, so we always try, we always try and hook them up uh, every Christmas. So, um, but I haven't, I haven't gone up with my folks in the last like most of my adult life. But when I was growing up, like every every Christmas, we'd go up there and just uh, dunk on the. And uh, and they never they would never tell the hospital who they were. So here I am uh, uh, giving my parents the the their due. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> giving it away. So yeah, yeah. That was that was just like ever since I got uh, I was up I was stuck up there for like two months. I think I was in the hospital for um, ever since then because my 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 folks would hang out with me a lot. My dad would go around and uh, he always he always felt for the kids whose whose parents weren't there or couldn't be there. And he was just like ah. We need to do something for him. So that, that, that became a Weinzerl Christmas tradition. 
That's so, heartwarming yeah. shit, man. Oh my goodness. Yeah, That's no, great. I didn't really think of it. It's it, like I was, I wasn't expecting to tell a story today, but yeah, no, it's 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 uh, something that means a lot to me. Uh, I'm I'm glad I uh, I'm glad I'm alive. Also, still have my leg. They were like phase one. You could have lost your leg. Phase two could have spread to your body, and it would have been yeah. And I was like, damn. I don't know what it's called. They they when I was a kid, they were like they just called it septic hip. But yep, my understanding it was just it was a really rare form of bacteria that had lodged itself in my 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 left hip bone. So I still have the scar. It was a really serious surgery, but uh, all good. And it got me out of playing sports, which I hated. <laughs> so Victory. I got to play so many video games. So once once I was over the initial terror of being in the hospital, you know, it wasn't it wasn't that bad. So uh all everyone donating video games to hospitals, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I can attest it helps. It helps. No, we've been we've been we've been talking about some I'm I'm excited. We've yeah. About thing. Yeah, well, about well things. we got we got some stuff coming up. We got some yeah. stuff coming up. We just don't have a. We don't have a. We don't have a date. That's why we yeah. tight lipped about it. Yeah, we, but yeah, that, that stuff means a lot to me, and I'm really excited to participate in it. So, uh, moving on past that, I, 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 other than like, other than like the Westminster Dog Show, um, yeah. I, I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to like drop a, a big emotional. <laughs> No, dude, that's great. Hey, hey, man, life is made of emotions. You know, hell yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, well-rounded show here. Uh, but uh, we do one gift on Christmas Eve. I guess that's a tradition. Kind of that a, is absolutely a tradition. Yeah. We don't do that. Every year we talk about it because we're always too damn excited to give each other gifts. And we talk about doing it. And then we decide, nope. And we put on Nightmare Before Christmas and we fall asleep. <laughs> that's what we end up doing instead. Uh, usually we'll make we'll make a we'll usually make a fancy stemmed glass cocktail that's become an adult uh, Christmas Eve thing for Katie and me. The last few years it's been a black Manhattan for me because it just it's rich and it makes me it's a it, mm. it, to me it's like the cool it is it is the goat S tier nightcap if, if you think about the term nightcap and what it means for a cocktail. Like, oh, I've got some I've got some evolving ones for sure as uh, the children are reaching awareness age. You know, able to oh. get excited about Christmas. So I have some, I have some stunts I have pulled with a pair of boots last year, which I think might go off a little better with each passing year. I do. My, my dad, my, my dad was, would go hard with that kind of yeah, stuff. I'm so glad I've you did. Heard the, some of your stories. Do you have a, do, what'd you do? Do you have a fireplace? Did you do the old yeah. boots in the ash? It, exactly the yeah man walking around yep 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 dude my dad oh. did that to me one year and uh, no one could tell me nothing i got indignant with my older cousin who told me saying it wasn't real i'm like i saw the boots you, you yeah no idea yeah, we're having that conversation so so spoiler alert for you know if you're if you're listening with family uh the one i really want to do is magical mailbox it's not a thing i've never read about it but i just want like the day after Thanksgiving for a mailbox, a North Pole mailbox to appear outside with a little pile of ice underneath it. And then by the end of the day, it'll be gone. Like it's wait, what? Mailbox. I've never heard of this. That's amazing. I, I, I made it up. As far as I know, it, there may be things like this, but this magical mailbox that appears and you put your mail in it and then it's gone the next day. And I'd be so excited, dude, if like other kids came over and put their mail and I'd have to like pass it back to the parents and be like, hey, but like, you know, ev every year following Thanksgiving, the Ferguson household has a magical mailbox appear outside for a brief window. Whoa, dude, that's a that's a great idea. 
I think I've told the story. I'm not sure on the podcast, but uh, my dad has a antique pair of sleigh bells. He found at a garage sale and he'd, he'd get up on the roof, stomp around and ring the sleigh bells every That's night. Or so every, awesome. Every Christmas Eve. And then when I was in my teens, he, uh, I, uh, he, 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 I got to help. He was like, Hey, you want to, you want to be Santa for your little brother? And so I got to get up on the roof with the ladder. <laughs> I loved helping out. Yeah. With my little sister. It was a blast. Yeah. No, it was, it was a good time. And of course, mom was mortified. She's like, you can't, you can't get, I don't want you going up on the roof. You can't bring my son up on the roof. And he's like, ah, it'll be fine. Just the most, you need to understand my dad very quickly. That, that is all you really need to know to understand my father's energy level. I said it earlier. It was the nineties. It was the nineties. Yeah. 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 Now that was, that was fun. That, that was a real uh, passing of the torch. Like, honestly, that, 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 you know, I didn't really think about till now, like a uh, uh, first beer with dad, dad trying to have the birds and the bees conversation. I don't think anything with my dad made me feel more like I was moving towards adulthood than uh, the passing of the sleigh bells. Hell yeah. Like, That's I think awesome, I, dude. It's kind of having that realization now, but uh, yeah, no Christmas is always, and still is. It's a really big deal with my family. Um, Obviously, I grew up Catholic. I've talked about that. I don't. Uh, I'm not. I'm not a, a practicing Catholic anymore. But uh, my family still are, and it's it's important to them. And so, growing up, I mean, it was a, it was a huge deal uh, because I went to Catholic school. I, I would end. Up, I think leading into Christmas, I ended up going to church like three times in the same week. It was uh, it was a thing. But um, yeah, it's it's still a big deal. We still we still have a lot of family locally. My cousins, who I've talked about before, they're basically brothers and sisters. Uh, everyone shows up. They, everyone still goes to my parents' place. So we all, it, it's, 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 uh, I still feel like a kid because <laughs> they're, they're in a house that they've had since I was like 15, 14. Like mm, it hasn't changed yeah. that much except I drive myself there instead of wake up there now. And then like most of my family is still there and everyone that was there growing up, like we all still meet for, for Christmas day. It's, 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 uh, it's, it's cloyingly wholesome. I'm happy we're arriving after holidays proper because I would not want to show up right now and have to do the both grandparents oh, dude. in Florida thing. And like who gets Thanksgiving <laughs> and who gets Christmas. Like, uh, mm, I'm so happy. I get like eight months to figure that out. And hopefully someone, one of the grandparents feels like a level of satisfaction is okay with the other holiday so, being part I'm, of the I'm, other. I'm picking up that it's not obvious that 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 one of them isn't really in the Thanksgiving and the other is really in the Christmas. No, yeah, that's not like a perfect divide. That'd be uh, great, right? If one was like, we don't give a crap about Thanksgiving. Go do it with the other family. I think both are kind of being like, uh, there's there's going to be three grandkids. Where are they going to be? And uh, I'm not looking forward to navigating that one. Yeah. I wish you luck. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I don't have to worry about Mother's Day anymore because you just do, or Father's Day because you just do. I'm a dad. She's a mom. It's here at our house. <laughs> you We're come good. to us if you want. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Ibrex said, any guests you'd like to have on the podcast? Do you have a super wish list? Um, we've gotten a lot of the folks I really wanted to have on. Um, yeah, and the, in the immediate... um. And like the immediate, like, hey, we're starting MMO content. Let's talk to some people we've always seen. Yeah, you know, around I'd, the space. Uh, I could, I could ask him, but I know he'd show up in a, a minute. I'd like to have Marco back on sometime soon. Now that he's playing yeah. WoW, because um, I've, I've, I feel like we're on a on a reverse journey. Because, because I, 
I grew like growing up. I always had those. I was tweeting about this yesterday. I always had friends that listened to Final Fantasy music and were very openly, outwardly passionate about it. And I never really got it. I always thought it was a little odd. Um, and it was before I started listening to video game music on my own, which I've now done for years. But I have found myself recently listening to Final Fantasy music outside of the game. Uh, it's doing uh, doing a lot of heavy lifting when I want stuff that don't have lyrics. Even though a lot of the primal songs have lyrics, they're kind of they're more in the background than on the forefront, like. Uh, all the traditional like rock bands that I do enjoy listening to them really like music. Um, So uh, I want to talk to Marco now that he's getting into wow, because the the music is new to him and he seems to be really digging it. And I kind of want to, I want to have a a chat about the, the opposite MMO journeys we've gone on musically where I've always been intimately familiar with Warcraft music and four and 14's music is all new to me. And now he's kind of going, going vice versa. So I'd like to talk to him about that. Um, we've mentioned. Oh, my God, I'm blanking. I know we've talked about some folks before. We but, talked about Tally Essen. We want to have them on. If, uh, if we yeah, I'd like to have that. I'd like to have Tally and Evie, uh on the show. I want to say back on the show because I've podcasted with them both multiple yeah, times before, yeah. but not on this podcast. Um, yeah, I'd like to have them both on. Uh, pint yeah pint pint yep. has basically said p- they're down to come on as soon as we're done with them walker because pint doesn't want to try and not spoil us <laughs> and i respect yep. that <laughs> yeah very respectable option there uh zeppel would be fun uh i emailed zeppel forever ago i never heard back so <laughs> and i don't like being annoying <laughs> so fair yeah. and of course like it's not all just like who we want to have but what the dynamic is if we do something like a panel we need to make sure that there are all those different personalities i think that really shined in last week's episodes as we had three people with very different kind of views experience and everyone just really had an awesome moment i loved that round table we did last week what uh, a perfect dude i'm super proud of it it's one of the things i'm the most proud of that we made this year uh it's pretty nice yeah it felt good, and and uh, I knew we I knew we did good when we were still getting compliments even after we hit that point point in Endwalker. I was still seeing podcasts. <laughs> compliments. Oh, nice! I'm like, yes, yeah. we broke through. <laughs> we broke through the 14 hype. Uh, the fact that people were going out of their way to watch it it, it made me feel real good. So now I I think uh, as long as people say yes, we'll definitely do more more roundtables for sure. Um, but yeah, like honestly, I've just I feel really stoked this year. Like we've kind of wildly surpassed every goal i personally kind of had this year and uh, i'm just feeling good about it 2023 was good to me there's a reason why the the move is happening why the personal investment in my body being closer to you is (laughs) underway what a choice of words yeah man it's freaking wacky that you know in this age of technology we're still like hey wouldn't this be really cool if instead of just talking in real time you know I would be in your presence enough to smell you. <laughs> That's a weird thing. Okay, sure, yeah. Sure, what? That has a weight and importance to it. Yeah, let's not make that happen. But it has it has been absolutely crazy. And uh, that just reminds me, I'm, I'm so excited to, like, formalize a room. This this room I'm sitting in right now is chaos. This is where all the storage oh. and purging is happening. Oh, yeah, man. No, this room is going to get, com- everything's going to come out of it and then slowly come back into it. And I'm going to add a desk for you. I I think I've, I need to send you a sketch up. I did. I think I've, I figured it out. At least this room I figured out. We still, we still haven't hit the goal for the other space. That would be a much more larger undertaking. But 
uh, we're definitely good for this. And I've already got an idea for a two streaming setup. And also we could podcast in this room with the same mics. I've, I've figured it out, Ooh. dude. We're, we're just on a swivel arm and we just swap it to like a runner that sits in between our two desks. So it's kind of like a T instead of an L. Okay. So we're sitting still facing this way, but in, and then you'd be over there. And this is so visual and pointless for an audio program, but I think I've, no, but I think it's I've sorted like, it. That's what we're talking about today is just how much is happening in the background right now with all these plans. Uh, there are docs, piles of documents in the Google Drive all ready to execute yeah. upon my arrival. Yeah. I'm going to have fiber internet too. That's going to be wonderful. I cannot wait to receive your files faster. Yes, that'll be nice too. Or when we record in person, just not have to worry about yep. the transfer at all. Yep. <laughs> that, oh, you're, Kyle's upload sucks abysmal. Ass. Absolutely abysmal. <laughs> I had to pay extra pits. for it too. It's so bad. It's it's weird. We will they, finish an entire game of Heroes of the Storm, and your shit will still not be to me <laughs> after we're done it's recording. Not like Heroes has taken all that upload. No, it's just. What yeah. Comcast has to offer out here. What, what uh, are you doing, Comcast? What are like how, having a monopoly? They don't have to be any better, you know. <sighs> that's all it is. It's, yeah, yeah. Now, the Pacific Northwest, it, it it comes and goes. You know, I've I've got a yeah. cabin we rented for Christmas proper yeah. up in Washington this year, and oh man, I'm gonna miss my trees. I'm gonna miss. I'm gonna get some ferns, and I'm gonna fill out my upcoming place with some ferns just to remind me of my dinosaur force. It, it's a bit of a drive, but it can be done in a day. I, I really do want to do a group trip and introduce you to uh, the the Appalachians. Nice. Yeah, I, I love it up there, and I would love to be there when you go there for the first time and kind of show you around. Other than that, guess-wise, there's lots of people I don't know exist because they're in the background. I'd love to talk to animators more. We got to talk to a lot of very cool technical people at Blizzard over the years. You know, oftentimes you'd sign up for some sort of press thing. You didn't know who you were going to get. Were you going to get lead balance designer? Were you going to get an artist? And crafting the show that way, getting to get real heady with uh, video game designers, because I love video games too, is always really fun. And obviously there's like some big name content creators that'd be really fun to talk to. But I also kind of include that in the more heady space. Yeah, Selfishly, I would uh, love any excuse to talk to Day9 again. Uh, it's always fun. Mm, oh, yeah, the, yeah. Talking to him was always a treat because the dude's wicked busy. Um, but I always liked talking to him back when we were doing StarCraft content. Um, and even crossed paths with him while I was doing Hearthstone content. I was on a BlizzCon panel with him. That was that was a treat. Oh, neat. I didn't know he got super into Hearthstone. He Makes for a sense. while there, yeah. Now he's he's doing mostly magic stuff, um, which I still enjoy watching. But yeah, no, day nine's fun. Um, Given a million hours, I'd love to get back into magic myself. But yeah, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I gotta get get some, get some, I got some things. We got some, we got some, we got some stuff cooking. We got some stuff cooking that I'm, I'm scared I'm gonna, I'm gonna tease. So instead, I'm gonna read Micah Boy says any Sounds games good. that you've played that you would want to watch the other play in a couch environment. I don't think I've ever thought about this. I did love watching you play through Dead Space. That was really fun. Ooh, yeah, I need to finish that. I knew that game so well. I need to finish that. And I need to finish Resident Evil 4. Those Both those remakes this year were incredible. Or I guess Dead Space was last year. My God. Time flies. <laughs> hmm. I don't think KOTOR would be terribly thrilling to sit through again. But 
I do want an excuse to just have you say you beat it once. Yeah, I've been thinking KOTOR has been on my mind and I thought the remake was going to be a nice big excuse, but it sounds like that's never coming out. No, and even there's news this week and a very light news kind of week, but yeah, nobody's working on it. It is completely abandoned. Yeah, yeah, which is uh, such a shame because uh, I would love I would love to beat that game. I don't know. Like, that, that could... That's that's one that's not fully formed in my my head, but I'm like, did it be if like the, how much we we love debating choices in Final Fantasy 14? Imagine making choices in a game where it really impacts like the story. Yeah, in the terms of dialogue. snowball effect. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I think we could have a lot of fun with that. And also, you have such a deep love for it that I would love to emotionally vampire off of you and your <laughs> and your love of Kotor. And I I mean, I just love Star Wars, so I mean, it wouldn't be a it's not a hard sell for me, man. If you. Yeah. Like it's it's kind of like an MMO because it's a big game, right? Like we got to set goals. Like maybe it's a thing that we pick up and put down and come back to every once in a while as we work our way through. Mass Effect Legendary. Mass Effect. I I I want to invent a reason to revisit Mass Effect with you because we talk about it all the time. Mass Effect comes up at least once a week, whether it's on air or off. We always it's a big game for both of us. Although the leading up into the new Mass Effect would probably be the best time to rip something like that. Oh yeah, that would be that would be themed well. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's such a uh, it's such a narrative touchstone for games in that way. All the Bioware juggernauts of that age, yeah, would be interesting. But first, we need to do a BG three playthrough together. Yeah, to complete. Yeah, that is that is play number one. I really want to see Act three, and I'm just so satisfied by Act two for my little. Oh my god, my haphazard playthrough. My act two was absolutely your, your murder nice. hobo playthrough. Uh, sort it's dark urge. I managed to resist quite a few temptations okay. put the game through my way, but it's it's been hellish. It's a mess. <laughs> and taking this particular character to a city doesn't really interest me at the moment. Mm. We'll see what happens. Comstad Jedi says, pick your favorite Thanksgiving food and least favorite th- Thanksgiving food. I just like the leftover bowl. It's my favorite part. I like a leftover sandwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sandwich I think thing. I've become a stuffing bitch. Stuffing's pretty good. I wasn't into stuffing as a kid, and I, I get so excited for stuffing now. And it doesn't even need to be fancy. Like if if, if it's a if we're just doing stovetop that year, hell yeah, <laughs> fire me Cause up. Because when, when you you know even if it's not like a performance. Thanksgiving. You know what I'm talking about. You're at the table. Everyone's having to be over thankful. It's kind of weird. You know, one of those Thanksgivings. No, I'm talking about like if you, you're in a relaxed setting, you still want to have your first plate of Thanksgiving be divided. So you can go, ooh, nice turkey, and then go, ooh, nice casserole. Oh, nice green beans. My first people. My first few bites are alone and then eventually it becomes a kfc famous bowl by the end of yes it. and that's my favorite part is you hit the evening and you take that i love the cranberry sauce and you get it in there and you start stirring and you get a little bit of gravy a little bit of that casserole a little bit of that turkey and mashed potatoes and you just oh, and that's all you have is just mm. this bowl of just everything in one big pile i i'm not a big fan of really any casserole but i'd say probably green bean casserole is one of my least favorites because my, my my grandma would go full 50s on it and it'd be like you know campbell's cream of mushroom soup it'd just dump sure. that shit all over yeah. the canned green beans and it's just it's just a big hot bowl of canned ingredients smushed together 
Yeah, my grandma had some. She had ham balls. She had fruit cake. She had the, you know, the Great Depression specials. Yes. They were, they were freaky. And uh, my dad lied once as a child and said, Mom, this is my favorite meal ever. And and every every holiday we'd be like, Dad, it's time to fess up. Nobody likes the ham balls. You, you're Dad. a '90s family holiday comedy. You you grew up in one. Congratulations! <laughs> I sure did. And we're like, Dad, stop the lie. This year it ends. <laughs> and he never would. He would never rectify it. So we always had to eat those ham balls. Damn it, Mr. Ferguson, what are you doing? I know, right? What are we? What what's going on here? Yeah, 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 but I mean, for the most part, like, you know, I can, I can get through it, but I'd much just give me like normal ass fresh green beans, just pop it in the oven for a little while. You know, I don't get, you don't gotta get, what, why do we, why do, like why do we need to invite cream of mushroom to the party? Why do we gotta do that? I don't think we do. I really like our green bean casserole here. Uh, I don't think it's mushroom bait, but I also love mushrooms. So, you know, maybe you do love mushrooms. I'm not huge on mushrooms. Yeah. I'm not a big mushroom fan. I, it, it's not a it's not like pickles where I just straight up like I can't even like smell it, but I can I'll eat mushrooms, but I, I don't love them. I'm not not a huge fan. So, yeah, what's wrong with cream of mushroom? It's it's blah, blah. Green beans little, are perfectly fine on their own. Little little sea salt, little pepper. That's all you need. That's all you need. That's all you need. I can I can see the issue. Why, why we got to complicate it? Uh, Nuro said, if you were given the option to remove either Thanksgiving or Christmas, which would you choose? Neither. <laughs> How dare wow. You? How dare. As a kid, I, would, I never understood Thanksgiving. I was never hyped about it. I was always way more hyped about Christmas because Christmas meant a new video game or two. Yeah. Um, but as an adult, now I love Thanksgiving. I freaking love Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, the, like the last five years, I've gotten really into cooking the turkey. Uh, I I do the Alton Brown brining method. I love it. That's what we're doing in the trash bag. Yeah, Hell yeah, exactly. man. Yeah, man. Uh, this year we're, we're we, I'm a little sad. We're being like, it's it's been a long year, and and Katie and are like, what if we just didn't try <laughs> this year? So we're taking this year off from worrying about Thanksgiving. But um, the last like five years I've been super into it, and I'm and I'm glad because like on like 2020, uh, it ended up being a really fun Thanksgiving. Just the two of us, we just stayed home and. I made the turkey and, and Katie mm. made a, a scratch made pumpkin pie. I'm very passionate about pumpkin pie. And I'm so sad. I don't like it. It's, it's like probably one of the greatest flavor disappointments ever in my life. I can understand people not liking it, but I'm not one of those people. It just ain't right. You know, it's not fair to me. Taste buds, genetics, whatever caused this particular issue. I just, Oh, I just don't like it. And it's so sad. I freaking love it. And I'm, I'm not in the pumpkin fawning. spice. Fandom. I, I don't need a pumpkin spice latte that, that, that does not float my boat, but I love a traditional pumpkin pie. Big fan. Big, big fan. Consistency is rough. Yeah, I guess I can. Again, like I get it. I get it. It's 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 not super sweet. It's it's you know, it's, it's not. Oh, and, and Kristen makes this like banging crust and like I'm watching her make the crust. I'm like, oh, this is going to be such an amazing pie. And she's hollowing out a pumpkin, a real pumpkin. I'm like, what's that for? Oh, no, the the crust is wasted. Ah. Yeah, yeah. Now, the first time Katie made one from scratch and did the scratch made crust, I was like, I, I'm sorry, honey, but we can never do store-bought again. This is too good. 
this is too freaking good. And I don't think we're going to have time to make it happen this year. Cause I just thought about it last and I'm like, Oh no, if depending on how long the stream goes, I may make an emergency run <laughs> for pumpkin pie ingredients and, and try and do one tonight. Cause the more I think about it, the more I want a homemade pumpkin pie, but we'll see how that goes. All right. Final one. Sorry, Kyle. You're going to have to take a okay. knee. Oh, uh, soldier hog said, Garrett, you still owe us the Thanksgiving cruise story. Oh yes. Okay. This has been this All has right. been teased. This, there's no way this is gonna live up to how long it's taken me to tell the story. But one year, the Winesarrow family, with Katie in tow, we weren't married yet, but we were living together, uh, decided to do Thanksgiving on a cruise. We went on a carnival cruise. Carnival. <laughs> as you okay. do the as a Floridian. Yeah. All right. Uh, brought my cousin Jake, uh, who he's probably come up a few times. He's basically another brother. He's basically my other younger brother. Um, we're so damn close. Uh, we all went on a cruise together and you know, we're, this is post-college. So we're, we're comfortably into our mid twenties and we had a stop in the Bahamas. And this was the first time I, I I've been to the Caribbean a bunch cause I grew up in Florida. It's it's, I've been quite a few times. So this is the first time I was to the Caribbean past the age of 21, which means you could probably see where this story is going. Mm-hmm. All right. And uh, so we're hanging out in the Palmas. So Katie, me, and my cousin Jake, we we go out in search of adult beverages. And we find a place advertising $4 martinis. Okay. Yeah. Um, my cousin Jake's in tow with a big stogie. <laughs> He's just smoking a cigar. We pull up to this place that serves sushi and $4 martinis. <laughs> It is Thanksgiving Day, by the way. We had all these plans uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. to meet back yeah. on the boat for Thanksgiving dinner. And not that much money later, <laughs> Katie and I find ourselves back in our room. Don't really remember how we got there. And uh, uh, I had to do one of the most, uh, I'm not proud of this, I'm a mess of uh, 20-year-old moments where I had to figure out how to use the phone in your, your cabin on a cruise, which I've never had a reason to use the phone in a, in a cruise cabin before to call the dining room because I realized it was <laughs> seven o'clock and say, I'm so sorry, but could you please find the wine earls and inform them that we will not be making it to dinner? Oh no. <laughs> Cause How'd we they were it? horribly ill. They, they, my, my parents, um, uh, you know, you know, they, they've, Got a pretty damn good sense of humor, in my opinion. <laughs> so um, they took it really well. They just didn't live, let us live it down for the duration of the of the the rest of the cruise. Oh, it was a Thanksgiving cruise. That was one yeah. of the more important meals you missed there. Yeah, no, they could tell that when they saw us next that we were. A, that's probably the most embarrassed my parents have ever seen the two of us in unison. Oh, mistakes were made. Yeah, yeah. We, were, we were really. I, I'm missing Thanksgiving. That's, that's a, I felt pretty shitty about that. <laughs> I felt pretty shitty about that. <laughs> On a carnival cruise. But yeah, and then All I had, right. and then now that I knew how the phone worked, I then called room service and was like, do you have anything <laughs> Thanksgiving related? And they're like, we have turkey sandwiches. I was like, we'll take two. Perfect. <laughs> and they, brought, they brought us the saddest, blandest turkey sandwiches you've ever some protein and carbs, Every all you need. Seed. And we ended up having Thanksgiving dinner at like 10 o'clock or something crazy because that's when we started to kind of feel human again. So, yeah, be careful, everybody. You know, this is not, not to glorify overdoing it with the beverages, but 
Not not one of my prouder moments. There's a time and a place in your 20s where you might have stories like that. Yes. Yes. Get it out of the way so that you can have a successful 30s. (laughs) 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 Oh, goodness gracious. Yeah. Yeah. That is uh, is one of my more embarrassing stories. Yeah. Yeah. I got a few more. I got a few more, but that's all. That's what I'll leave you with today. And uh, that's what we'll leave you all with because we're at time for our podcast. We got to get to a stream after this which means it's time to thank all of you wonderful folks that are supporting us on patreon if you enjoy what kyle and i make together check out support our bromance.com it'll take you directly to our patreon if you want to check out our store it's by our bromance.com t-shirts mugs stickers check it out to our recent patrons we want to start thanking with bustle william a p hats C, wait, Sarah? Sarah T. There you go. Kale N. Easter cat. <laughs> We're talking about Thanksgiving. Will we be? KC97. Black Mage Mog. Isole? I like it. Theron Zela. Lil, Lilanthrin. Lilanthrin. Lilothrin. Lilothrin. Ank Fank. I'm just going to spell it C-I-N-J. I'd go with Singe. <laughs> Ooh. Blissy One. B- S-B. Ryan Sox. Shin Reska. And Isaac. Thanks for becoming patrons, everybody. And, of course, we thank our legendary level backers every week, starting with our OG level th- legendary backers, Sean B., Mike R., Stephen J., Das, Sean with an E-A-B, and Cheesy Bob. Thank you so much for the support, y'all. And... Chris K, Lost Mythics, Wayward E, Zervon, Compside Jedi, Darkman, Pothy, Bloodsy Von Snugglegore, Star Johnson, Saxock, Avane, Shitty Geo, Nicholas C, Gaslin F, Coral, Slyn, Thalm, Catwolf, KNS, Jacob M, Jerry T, and Sean and Jen. Thank you all. Kyle and I both use Doghouse Systems gaming PCs, so head on over to doghousesystems.com, use the code BROMANCE if you're in the market for a new gaming rig, and you'll get yourself upgraded to a free 2TB NVMe SSD. We love ours. And you can follow us on Twitter. Kyle's at Kyle Ferguson. I'm at Garrett Art. We have a joint account at Garrett and Kyle. Follow us there until the site dies. <laughs> and until next time... GG and happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Take care.